0: Welcome to the Rainbow Room, our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. This is season two, episode one, Rose. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And today we have special guest Carlos Cimental.
1: Woo-hoo! <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me, appreciate it.
0: And if you haven't seen yet, today we're going to be discussing Rose. We're really excited to have Carlos on. Uh, Carlos is a friend who I've known in Austin for a long time. He's great. He's always the life of the party. And <laughs> I, I reached out to him because he posted on Facebook about uh, having strong and I think positive thoughts mostly about this movie. And I was really excited to discuss this with him. So thank you so much for coming on, Carlos.
1: No, no problem. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I think it's, you know, it's a great topic. It's one of the... Things that I relate to, um, and I'm excited to have, be here and have, have those conversations of like discovery and different opinions.
0: Hell yeah! Uh, just to pour some more love on Carlos, uh, Carlos, I feel like you are such like a great centerpiece of the gay community, especially in Austin. Oh. Uh, he put together recently this great group. We all went to Southern Decadence together, and I feel like you were really like a uh, a big person behind that in terms of like getting that together. Uh, people know that they can have a good time with you, and you're so generous and fun and just like a really great person to know and hang out with so uh, i'm super happy oh, to have you
1: here thank you no i appreciate it. i think the, the one comment i recently got this weekend was also um like the mexican mother vibe um uh, <laughs> you know just a hospitality in the host that you know i grew up with and talked to my therapist about it today and she's like that's what you love that's when you you know you're there and it's okay and i'm like okay but i feel okay well, okay we well, are just going to continue that but thank you andrew I appreciate it. I'm grateful.
2: I'm grateful you're here too, Carlos. I'm not gonna be
1: silent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: uh for anyone who doesn't know southern decadence is kind of like a cross between mardi gras and pride so that was a lot of fun for us is, would that you say that's a good way to describe it
1: yes i was gonna say market days and like a pride event but i think mardi gras is definitely a better um comparison especially being in new orleans it's amazing
0: yeah yeah it was a fun time
2: thank you uh, for clarifying i didn't know what it was oh okay got it got it okay, i'm in i'm in <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I will say I expected it to be like a complete gay takeover of New Orleans, and it's really not, uh, especially because no. it happens often during the same time as a big Louisiana game. Um, but if I was straighter, I'd know what it's Just an LSU game. <laughs> I
1: think it was a big LSU game. I, were, listen, I'm not a sports gay. I play sports I <laughs> do all those things, but I don't follow them at all. But it, my friends were went to those games, and they were excited for it. I have yeah. no idea.
0: But it's also cool because like all the straight people there, there were a lot of straight people like in the straight parts of Orleans. Of and like everyone was super understanding, and like mm-hmm. were, it, it didn't really feel divided. Everyone was there to have a good time. It was a good vibes all around.
1: I think the only thing I have to say is that we have to, you know, have to work through bourbon in order to get to the gay side, where all the gay bars are at and it was just really impressive to me it's like as soon as you saw gay street it's like bourbon here's the gay street here's the gay bars completely different like cleanliness it was like trash everywhere the straight side and the gay side's like all clean smells <laughs> like beautifulness and i'm like oh you know i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> now it's
0: been a, a long time since we've uh talked so eric what have you been up to since the uh, end of season one
2: since the end of season one it has been a while it was summer in new york that was really lovely i uh hung out with my friends and worked and not worked and just did comedy stuff and um oh i accidentally my big thing of the summer is that i accidentally got a city bike membership so i've been biking everywhere and my legs look incredible so (laughs) no one can see them right now but just know that they look really good that's amazing um, yeah that's pretty much me what about you andrew
0: uh, i've been pretty action-packed so i've been in a ton of cut videos on youtube i don't know if y'all have seen that but it's like a youtube series but it's like almost like a game show thing they're based in seattle so i've gotten to be in a ton of those i've been hitting the comedy hard uh, my friend shannon cloud hooked me up with a show in la where i got to ro- open for river butcher and adam conover and it was just really really cool and Uh, and then also I opened for Rob Anderson when he came to Seattle, which was amazing.
1: Heartthrob. So cool. That's amazing. I love Rob. We just, my good friend and Jesse and I discovered him on TikTok when he first was getting started. And then of course, my friend Jesse knows Rob from, you know, marketing and stuff like that and PR. And I was like, and that's how they connected and did that Postmates commercial. And when I saw you were with them, I was like, oh, I love it. I love that all the love that Rob is giving back to the community that, you know, helped him get to where he's at now.
0: Yeah, we know Jesse who was behind that campaign. That campaign was, was brilliant. It was so funny. I
1: I loved it. I was like, get it Pride Month and Postmates, is amazing for embracing it and just like, let's do it.
2: (laughs) The (laughs) bottom friendly menu. The bottom friendly. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I screamed when I saw that my friend, my roommate sent me a screenshot of that and was like, this is real. Did you know this was
0: real? (laughs) And I was like, it was so insane. I loved it. I feel like that's the first thing anyone asks when they see it. Is this real? (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, it is. yes.
1: <laughs> very much so you heard it you heard it first. amazing I think everybody went to H-E-B and just like started ordering and post all the like ingredients to make these meals um, but it was great
0: uh, okay so we have a fun question that we like to ask all our guests and ourselves just kind of a way to check in and it's also a way for us to help create a rich travesty of what actual gay people's lives are like since most so much of our podcast is talking about authentic gay portrayals. And so the question is, Carlos, what's the gayest thing you've done this week?
1: <laughs> uh the gayest thing I think this weekend, it's ACL festival. I really enjoy yes. kind of like getting dressed, having fun, playing with fashion, especially right now playing a lot with like queer fashion and non-binary uh style so wore a dress not only on saturday but re it today just because it was so comfortable and still so liberating oh my gosh wear it. so yeah i guess that's like the gayest thing man and trying out new things i'm the type of person that really just likes to explore what gay means and what gay life is and queer culture and non-binary and you know what is that journey knowing that my pronouns is he him i know that for sure but <laughs> outside of that like what is what is the limit of like trying out new things so yeah that's my thing right now
0: that's amazing how did it feel to wear the dress did you say you wore it today as well it's a it's a yes, Monday
1: yeah I'm wearing it currently uh, sorry it's Tuesday little... <laughs> <laughs> I mean I didn't want to correct you but it's so fun um, <laughs> yeah it's a black silk dress that we I got from, off of Amazon and I shop way too much in Amazon and a, I wore another dress back in the um, unite the Fat, fight gala uh, not too long ago it, and, but I wore like pants and like button downs not, not really the full experience and so this time I'm like it is 90 degrees out it's too hot to be wearing anything here in Austin so I was like you know what I'm just gonna wear it see what happens explore it and honestly I understand why women and people who identify as women um, wear dresses because they're so comfortable like airy and honestly I think more people should do it um, just take away the stigma <laughs> like it's so comfy yeah hell
0: yeah that's amazing also I think it can be like a really hot look on a guy Guy, like especially like if they're like a really masculine guy but they're in a dress like that form-fittingness of it sometimes like that's it's attractive to me so good on you
1: hey doing my best here listen I am a king of like calf cans and I don't want to say mumus because I feel like that's a negative connotation to certain um, people but I'm so comfortable I mean I don't care I wear it with like a lot of accessories and I'm do what i want
0: (laughs) that's amazing uh i'm gonna say the gayest thing i did this week is i'm still playing with the gay soccer league um so we played pickup games every sunday and then now i'm on a team that plays every tuesday and that's been a lot of fun and it's just been a uh, nice way to like meet a lot of other gay men and we have a game tonight which i'll be playing so wish me luck
1: wow you are busy (laughs) girl don't don't
0: break a leg good
1: luck it's always you know you say something really interesting it's like gay sports are one of the most wonderful ways to meet other gay men that's not necessarily revolving around alcohol yeah and i that's why i love the you know the gay football league here in austin and i would have met a lot of people through that and built a community through that and so i just love it that every city now has something happening
0: yeah it's important for us to have other ways for us to meet each other uh than bars and sex-centered places which are great and I, i'm glad they exist but i i am glad we have a variety of ways to to mingle <laughs> eric how about you i would say
2: the gayest thing i've done this week i've watched a lot of horror movies which is dipping into like the gay horror side um Ooh. for some reason gay people love horror movies and i am one of uh, them um, <laughs> did you
1: right? see the katya new video that just got? i done? did i did <laughs> I, okay. Was okay. Re- I, was I was gonna like... <laughs> reference this <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now, gay gay
2: people love horror movies and it's wait, like we love what, watching what was this what just dropped Drake, C and katya they had a podcast like they do like releasing live podcast episodes and there was a tiktok that was going viral and it was like why do gay people like horror movies so much and katya was like it's because we love watching straight people get murdered and it was just <laughs> a very very funny tiktok and i thought about it as i was saying it
0: <laughs> wow we're really doing so much to bridge the divide on this podcast <laughs> yeah, 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 hopefully
2: they'll shout us out trixie and katya sorry we don't know the name of your
0: podcast oh my god <laughs> um <laughs> cool now we have another segment that i want to play around with carlos can we play a game with you
2: absolutely okay what this segment did i
0: forget about this <laughs> yeah you forgot about this okay it's called date or hate <laughs>
2: oh okay got it got it got it, got it. i remember now
0: <laughs> and so i'm going to list i'm going to give you characters queer care canonically queer characters from media and you're going to have to say date or hate there's no in between you either have to date them or hate them Are you
1: ready? Absolutely. Hopefully, I know all of them. If not, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're fine. You're
0: fine. We'll we'll skip any you don't know. I'm so excited for these. (laughs) I don't even. I don't even know.
1: (laughs) Surprise and delight today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Are you ready, Carlos? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's play date or hate. Woo! All right, Simon from Love Simon. Oh, oh, date. He's in high school. You pervert, David from (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, No. What are we doing here? Oh, I'm fine. I mean, I guess you're right. You're right. But I'm, he's 21 now as an actor. So David I'm from going Shits Creek. Absolutely, Dave. Damien yeah. from Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Love everything he's done for our community. He's a bear. He's part of my community. Love him as a person. He's just too whiny for me and Mean Girls. Like, Iconic um. quotes, but I would not. It's too much for me.
0: Leonor from House of Dragons. Oh, hate. Oh, okay, Mitchell from Modern Family.
1: Oh, date, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Titus
1: M. Dramadon from Timmy Schmidt. Oh, absolutely. Dude. He's a hot mess express, which is that my, you know, sign. <laughs> is hot mess. So, yeah. <laughs> Yay! That's His what Dater You survived Dater hates. <laughs> kind of. I got murdered with the first question. Oh. <laughs> I would date Nick Robinson,
2: too. Don't worry. I would date <laughs> him, too.
1: <laughs> Especially, like, when he's on Love, Victor and, like, shows a little bit of, like, clip when he's, like, in oh, yeah. college, with like a beard i'm like mm, yes <laughs> yeah yeah, absolutely
0: yeah i would date nick robinson in a heartbeat like let's be real <laughs> cool so let's talk about the movie um there is so much to discuss <laughs> with the context <laughs> of this, but let me open the floor. What do y'all? What would y'all say has been the reception of this movie, especially in our system.
1: Good question. I think you know when it first, the trailer first came out because it's been in marketing for almost to feel like a year. Uh, they've been teasing it, doing all this stuff, and finally got released. I think the initial part, I want to say that I think there's positive excitement. There's a full rom com love story that's fully gay. Great, we're here for it. I think initially that's the thought um in my end and i was excited for it i was like yes i love lifetime movies i'm excited for a gay one i feel like i've seen tiktok
2: and twitter can be kind of tricky in terms of like when a trailer comes out and i feel like i've seen at least when the trailer dropped or when the promo started i saw a lot of people be like who is this really being made for we didn't really know Mm -hmm. lots of people like were coming at it negatively even though like we really didn't have a lot to go off of um but i feel like as the movie started coming out more lots of people started like opening up more to it and being more positive around the idea of it
0: yeah definitely with the, the trailer like my first reaction we had to talk about this it opens with someone a gay man on a podcast talking about writing gay f- cinema i'm like holy crap this is our podcast like it literally opens with points that we make in the first episode of our podcast and i was like how is this how is this real like <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe you need to look at your the date of when you guys started whatever billy Eckner wrote it there might be some crossover there we should do a lawsuit I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should take this to court <laughs> oh the poor man's already lost enough money on this movie
1: <laughs> no i think he, he may well i don't know who knows no
2: andrew we we are the first gay podcast you have to remember that so we have to take him to court <laughs> yes <laughs> We're the only, only gay, gay podcast. Only
1: gay podcast to talk about film in, yeah. literally. No
2: one else is doing this. No one's doing you know it my like culture. us. Exactly.
0: Well, hey, that's true though. No one's doing it like us. Other people might be doing it, but no one's doing it like us. You are
1: your nick. You are your own. There's only you and I. No nick. one no one is like me
2: by Taylor Swift.
1: <laughs> Which new album coming out in less than forty eight hours.
2: Girl, girl. I'm going on a tangent with this. Any whatever, at all <laughs>
0: works. <laughs> 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 go off wait. queen. Go off Queen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Carlos, I knew we were gonna be pals because you and I both were like, wait, Thursday I can't because of
1: Taylor Swift. <laughs> I have literally the tissue's tush- ready. I have a party on Friday. We're ready. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, that's so cool. That would be beautiful. I'm
2: going to some I'm going to some rooftop party Thursday night and so i'm like Dude. am i gonna be freezing my ass off like while we'll listen to this <laughs> album
1: either way it will be fine just get yourself a little hot toddy, some wine or just just regular hot tea and a little yeah. you know temperature control mug and you'll be good the It'll tears will come you the tears will you. <laughs> but you'll be fine you'll be fine It'll be great. yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, one last thing I want to say about like m- my perception of the reception of this movie before I read anything online or like saw the metrics. What I can say is like all my friends were seeing it. like so many of my friends saw opening night, and that might be telling of like the type of gay men I surround myself with and the t- friends I surround myself with, because like I know not all gay men saw the show, but like all of the gay men I know went and saw
1: it. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. I mean my not only was my Instagram with stories of like everybody watching the show and seeing the movie, excited about it. Um um it ha- gave me a little sense of fomo of, like i haven't seen it yet i'm a, a family event this weekend i need to go see it um so the timing of it and i even went uh, to go see it myself um just to like capture it um you saw but, it by yourself yeah I did. Aww, <laughs> that, that's dedication yeah. listen anything for a gate anything i think here's where i am at with anything that's mass-produced that is lgbtqia focused i am a huge supporter for um and where i can when i can let's be honest i'm not rich and or anything like that I can you know you know support every single person but i think whenever there is something that is mass-produced and even when my friends are doing something for the community i'm a supporter and i'm trying to be there as much as i can for them and you know this is a big deal and you know you have to go we've had i grew up in a time where we watched nothing but these really rough you know lgbtqia movies where like for example eating out like i don't know if you've ever seen it and I, have, a, you know, I haven't. Beautiful story. Of it. Okay, do your homework and watch. You cannot be a podcaster and talk about a gay film and not watch this movie. Because listen, you watch, looking, add like some more cheesiness to it, and that's eating out. Like it's great.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think that's a beautiful sentiment, Carlos. And on that note, I think that this would be a really good time for us to wrap up and go watch the movie. Yes. Woo! Woo! Bros, 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 <laughs> ho, mo,
1: ho, mo,
0: ho, mo. At this point, we watch Bros. Bobby is an erotic podcast host working on opening an LGBT museum. He has a cobbled-together semblance of a romantic life through great friends and occasional hookups through Grindr. He meets Aaron, a hot, bro lawyer who doesn't date, and the two start to low-key date. Aaron even helps Bobby secure a massive donation for the museum from an eccentric gay man played by Bowen Yang. But Bobby's insecurity and Aaron's internalized homophobia cause tension, which comes to a head when Bobby instigates provocative gay discussion with Aaron's mom. The two separate. Bobby tries steroids, hooks up with a gym bro he seduces with a fake bro voice, and later makes a big, angry, steroids-induced scene at work. Finally, at opening night of the museum, Bobby texts Aaron, who rushes to the museum in hopes of rekindling his relationship with Bobby. Woo! And we are back! Woo! Bros! 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 bros. All right, so uh, let's start with uh, Big Impressions, and also, uh, Carlos, let's start with you. Uh, What did you think of the movie, and uh, why uh, was it one that kind of resonated with you so much? Uh, What I'm judging from what you posted on Facebook.
1: No, absolutely. I think, you know, the first thing with this movie was... I think Billy Egner's story, he is four years old, hasn't really dated anyone, and is now going through this life. And I'm like, why is the movie calling me out right now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> a little bit of a similar story but like you know dated certain people but nothing has really stuck I guess and you know I think I did out of a lot of insecurities throughout the movie of like oh I've definitely thought that or like the grinder scene is definitely one of like oh lord oh, the things that we go through just to have a little validation in our lives um you know overall I enjoy the movie everything that it has to it I love the representation that it had I wish I had a little bit more but knowing how movie industry is right now and especially if we want to have something to kind of kick off everything Um, and I know that a lot of people are comparing this movie to like Fire Island but you know we loved the fact that they brought in somebody who's really big in the you know rom-com lifetime movies and they can you know mention that throughout the movie the whole time I'm like I mean my best friend always do like a holiday movie every um day in December and so I'm very familiar with you know the love interest here in this movie um, Really? Oh
0: you've seen a lot of it's. Uh, adult- McFarlane right you'd seen a lot of his
1: work before oh yeah, cool honestly huge rom-com lover you know I guess that makes me like a little softy there but um you know I've seen every movie that they've produced just because that's what we've done in the holidays and then at the end of the day um I would say this Billy Eichner has never I've never been a fan of him <laughs> only only time that I love him is has been in Parks and Rec and he came in in that season or that little end of the seasons and I that character was perfect Billy, like it was amazing he was a star Billy in the streets funny it's a great tiktok trend um but um yeah i don't know I'm not, I'm not his voice i don't know for something reason, something about his persona just it, it irks me and there's some comedians that do that too it's not just him but you know
0: yeah i mm. had someone um you know so I'll, I'll get into this but obviously this movie did not do very well at the box office and that's like a really um notable thing about it and one of my friends one of my straight friends who loves billy said that she just thinks billy is can be somewhat of a divisive person so some mm-hmm. Some people love him some people hate him and he is so much a part of this movie that if you don't like him it might be hard for you to want to see this
1: movie or enjoy this movie yeah the casting i think like i put myself in thinking if billy wasn't the main lead who would be playing this and i don't know anybody else that could do such a job maybe maybe it's i'm ready for the the cut scene. what was cut in post-production and what was there i want to see that and see how it would affect the storyline of the movie. Because there's definitely some scenes that I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a little awkward, it's dragging out a little much, come on, let's chop it up, let's get it going. <laughs> but um you know it's interesting (laughs)
0: interesting yeah so there's so much i want to hit on for this movie so i just kind of want to like talk about this because there's so much context around this movie that it's it's hard to talk about the movie without talking about and it's so it's really interesting so i made like Mm -hmm. a little timeline so first bros is announced uh i think something that was maybe confusing to me and some others is there's like this big label of like oh it's the first major hollywood produced movie with the gay cast and like there have been other gay movies now i think there are some things that set this up part it's the studio it's the fact that uh the gay roles are actually played by gay actors so that's huge um but there's that and then they spend 22 million dollars on making this movie they have a lot of stars in the cast And there was a lot of thought that went into casting, which is really cool. And then this trailer comes out. And a big proponent of this trailer is kind of about refusing to make a movie that caters to straight people that I feel like is a very strong message. And then after that, there's this ad campaign uh, where I saw a lot of TikToks that were just basically Billy on the street. But it's Billy on the street advertising bros. Uh, It's a very Billy way of advertising. And I think if you love Billy on the street, you'd love these ads. It's very in your face. Uh, it's kind of aggressive, and a big kind of message that runs through it is like, "Hey, straight people, you should go see this movie. Like, see it, be an ally." Um, he, there was even the straight people go sees bros challenge. And one of my favorite parts of this TikTok, what one of these TikToks is, he has Jack Black helping him, and uh, at one point Jack Black like runs in a rainbow cape as an ally, and it's just like the funniest thing. But then the movie comes out, and so it gets a great Rotten Tomatoes score, a great audience score. As I said, almost all my gay friends see it, but it does not perform well at the box office. Uh, There's a quote from an article when a major studio theatrical release playing in 3350 theaters only opens to 4.85 million dollars and it's Friday through Sunday weekend that means essentially nobody showed up and so huge like loss in the theaters Billy understandably upset tweets quote even with glowing reviews great Rotten Tomato scores and a cinema score etc straight people especially in certain parts of the country just didn't show up for bros and that's disappointing but it is what it is. And then this tweet generates a lot of backlash because it generates this notable article um, that says... Let Gay Art Bomb by Matt Brennan, which kind of box at Eichner's seeming entitlement to having an audience, and also there's a lot of gay people who came out and said, I and mean, queer people and people of color who came out and said, "Hey, this isn't just a straight people problem." There were a lot of queer people, uh, and you see this on TikTok. A friend mentioned this to me that didn't really feel motivated to see a movie that starred two cis white male gay men. And now I think a lot of these criticisms were coming from people. Who who didn't see the movie, but also they were like, we don't want to. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. I will say in my experience anecdotally um, most if not all of my friends of color who have seen the movie you two included uh, have been fans of the movie which I think is interesting but now it's kind of this this whole autopsy of like what what happened how did this movie not do well and and whose fault is that and is that something we should be concerned about or or not and kind of incorporating this into my thoughts on the movie I thought it was really good I thought it was really fantastic I thought it was fantastic for me as a gay man Uh, there was one point where like i leaned over to the person i saw the movie with and i was like i don't know that i could take straight people to this
1: but i'd like to challenge you you know now that it's now released i think today they just released it to a streaming so you know having these bro parties maybe be the next big thing that we do but I could challenge you, invite your straight friends to see this movie, host a watch party, because it gives it a storyline, which I think Billy really does do a great job of, of having this and broadcasting this in the sense of like, let's start making people uncomfortable and let's start showcasing what gay life really is. Your entire podcast, you've, you know, your first question you ask, what's the gayest thing you've done this week, you know? Let's start advocating for that. And the reason I see that is that I've noticed I'm part of a at work a Pride ERG, and, you know, we do a lot of educational pieces, a lot of fun, you know, things around that. But I've realized and it comes to the notion, especially with the last event we did, one with Out Youth and Free uh, Mom Hugs, where these are two great nonprofit organizations. And they talked about stories that have happened within this year. Kids that are still being kicked out from their homes for just coming out from, you know, no one having no resources parents, you know, doing X, Y, and Z to their children. These are not stories that are happening from five years ago. These are stories that are happening recently. And then also how are we educating parents to create a safe environment and watching, you know, granted, this is a little bit of an extreme comparison, but maybe not, but watching a fun rom-com movie that kind of softens the blow of like what it's like to be a gay man that our relationships are not the same and we can't easily i mean the biggest notion for gay men and even you know lesbian women everybody in the community who do we know is a part of the community and asking that awkward question of like are you gay okay great you know and that's where the fun tiktok happened of like that song with like ding it comes out of the bars like okay that's who we were going to go see and hit on but um (laughs) education and i think one of my big biggest things and when Ally asked me what can we do to be a better advocate or better ally to you and i said just show up Show mm. up two things that we produce show up two things that we advocate for um show up for me if i say that i'm going to a pride event um but it's not my responsibility to educate you do that on your own there's enough education out there pieces for people to go out there and do that my will guide you I'll be like, if you have further questions about something, absolutely. But I'm not gonna sit here and tell it to you what you know, a top of bottom first, and all that wonderful bear community, oh, man. Why do we have on this, you know, um looks like. Um, so you know, that's where my point is. And I think the difference is when releasing on the movie of why it's the most made big motion picture that producer did. So numbers are a really big thing with production companies and like it's very, very big. Whereas like Hulu and all the streaming services, numbers are not. They're really necessarily there it's more of like i mean viewers you know whatever whatever when it comes out in the movie theater how much money is this movie renovating or making sorry in order for it to make more or x y and z we have another movie coming up here you know not too far from now on the holidays uh, which is a little bit different um and it stars another major gay actor so i'm excited for that one as well and that's another major produced movie so it's like a lot of these things are happening and the reason it's such a big deal where i advocate people go watch it don't make your own opinion on it don't listen to the TikToks, to the instagrams to the reels or whatever's happening make your own judgment just support show up and then let's start talking about criticizing the next film of like why is there not a lot of representation x y and z you know um you recently had a wonderful person um that did a netflix tv show special and kind of like call showcases- yeah. thank you uh and advocating for that community and i think that that community is also not very showcased in major pictures and they're not leading roles and why is because a lot of people are uncomfortable and they're not ready and i'm i live in a world where i'm like i'm tired of having to cuddle other people just for your own sanity like listen i'm gonna live my truth do my own thing and if you want to join me on this journey wonderful <laughs> and now i'm on my way boo boo <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm down
0: for that, yeah. Eric, what uh, were your thoughts on the movie?
2: I think just all the same things that we've been saying. Um, I definitely knew that, like, after seeing this, I was like, very white story. I can see a lot of people having a lot of issues with it. It was also interesting to watch it from a New York lens because he, Billy Eichner's character lives in the West Village and my impression of the West Village, at least in the modern day, West Village as well as Midtown, which is like a couple streets north of it. Um, it's very white white area, very white catering area. Um, and so that was interesting. But I did like the aspect of the movie where he was talking about like the historical aspect of the West Village and Stonewall, bringing up all of like those facets were really amazing and interesting. And I do think I saw it with two friends who one um uh my one friend who really loved it, he was white, and my one friend who really did not like it, he was a person of color. And so it was interesting getting both of their sides. Um it was fun though. I do think that the more emotional moments for me within the movie were very hard to get emotional during because billy eichner is such a ham of a character (laughs) and so he had that humor he had the comedy and that was like i was laughing 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 but during the more sentimental moments i was like i think we leaned a little too far into the comedy and now it's like not really excelling for me in this emotional aspect um but overall like there was like i would say like the code switching scene um about like billy Eichner's character making his voice deeper or like higher or using it as his like normal voice that was kind of the first time I'd ever really seen that like sort of like code switching in the homosexual community ever really depicted I don't know if I'm just Mm. like not watching a lot of gay media but that was one thing that I really latched on to and I really loved and adored because like that's such a personal thing for me and so I do think that there is something for everyone in this movie that they can like cling on to even if it's not like the white story that Billy Eichner is telling Um,
0: yeah yeah. I think it's so fascinating that there has been such a pushback in that. So first of all, it's uh, important to note that there are actually um, many queer people of color in the movie that play a decent role. Like they have lines, they're they're part of the story. Um, you do see them kind of all at once in one room, but uh, still they're entertaining and they're, and they're being given roles. Um, what I think, and this is kind of goes back to, we've talked before, especially with Q-Force about how sometimes the trailer and the advertising can really have an impact on what the gay perception Of the film is before people even see it. And two major themes of this film is are like body dysmorphia and feeling like you're enough and hot enough in a community where like there's all this focus on body, even when you are, right? And like still feeling worthy of love. And then another big one is kind of challenging internalized homophobia. You know, Billy has a problem with the dysmorphia, and Luke's character has the problem with the internalized homophobia. And I think those are messages that really do like, relate, um, to like, resonate with many people in the gay community that they can get behind. And I don't think those struggles come through in the trailers. But I also think the fact that there has been such kind of a pushback, especially from the um, queer people of color in, like, not wanting to see this hints at that maybe those two issues, while important, aren't the most pressing in the gay community right now. I think there are a lot of people like my assessment based on this response is there's a lot of people there are a lot of people who are hurting who are are feeling like they're not really being accepted into a gay community. And, you know, the LGBT community is supposed to pride itself on being a place where that can be accepting and as we've gotten more acceptance, especially gay people in the mainstream scene, are we in turn being as accepting of our own kind? Or um, it it sounds like that the feeling is not. It sounds like there are people who are feeling excluded or not included. And I think that might be just such a big issue right now that a movie coming out that focuses on other aspects might not be hitting as hard.
1: It's uncomfortable. I mean, it's like we talk about, you know, all the different things that are coming out and the storylines and, you know, the microaggressions that happens in our lives. And especially in our community, we as gay people have a sense of escapism. And when we go to the movies, we wanna feel good. We don't necessarily need to see ourselves and relate to that character. And having to know that you know this is a struggle that we're going to and sometimes some people don't love to see that and but you know one of the things that I'm glad that all these things were mentioned and um, glad that we are starting to continuously talk about it on a larger platform of what's uncomfortableness and what's things that our gay community are not great about and we're loving this thing yes but then we have a cyclone of like we have to look a certain way I mean I I felt that, you know, rubber related to that 100%. You know, I am six foot one, 280. I'm a very large and a charged person. I take up a room, but I was told very young that I shouldn't, you know, Ugh. make yourself relatable, make yourself, you know, be a part of it. The code switching 100% felt that. Um, you know, I, that's one of those things of where I'm glad that they spoke about it. And I'm glad that they mentioned it because that's something that, you know, thank God for therapy and thank God for, you know, a lot of other influences in my life. But I know that taking and even I think Lizzo said it the best taking up space in a room is the biggest compliment you can do to other people to understand that you are there, you are present, and you're not fucking leaving. Excuse me, hey. language. But, you know. <laughs> so um, and love is you know, love is, is interesting in our community and we're gonna continue to find it. And I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I know that, you know, sexually and I'm fine. Um, but listen, I'm at Thailand at two AM and I'll bet you all of the little boys are running around and we're all doing the same thing so Ah! (laughs) whatever your sober mind says your drunk mind says otherwise (laughs) (laughs) not always but <laughs> um, and and the, uh, I understand that I would love. Listen, I would love to have a Latino character leading a movie and seeing myself in the big screen. I, you know, physically, I'm so excited for the Marvel movie that's coming out that has a you know, gay. I'm not, sorry, uh, Hispanic lead. Yes, the villain, but excited <laughs> for that. In, in Eternals, when we had um one of the characters, uh her name. She's really famous. She was a gay Latina, a gay. Sorry, not a gay Latino. Latina superhero, and she was the first one, and I teared up because I was like representation. I'm so excited to to see that and to have that. And of course, it's one of the movies that didn't do so well the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but there's this TikTok that talked about, and I know we're talking about Bros, we're just bringing up Marvels really quickly, but they talked about the movies Marvel in general. And he did an amazing analysis of it. And I'll send it out to you like what movies did well and what movies didn't do well. And it's like, the reason that some of the movies didn't do well is because it featured people of color, it featured women, it featured all these things. And those are the ones that didn't do the best. And maybe it's not necessarily a representation issue. It's more like, what is the notion of the person behind the screen? And how can we change the mindset and continue to build a better story? um within our own people. I don't know. Mm. Thoughts. So many things.
0: Yeah. It's still tragic though that like that trend exists. Yeah. Um, we're almost out of time, but let's uh let's just talk about some of our favorite moments of this movie. I can go first. I think uh Bo and Yang was my favorite part of the movie. I was just laughing hysterically at like everything he said and did and just like (laughs) it was so funny. I loved it.
1: I mean okay so I think it's a little chaotic and of course I'm messy, but my favorite thing has to be when Billy just like listen has a mental breakdown it starts to like steroids and it's like trying to change who he is and go to the gym and try to hook up with this guy and like he goes deeper just on the cover him and then like does this huge outburst in the museum and the fact that he kept his job first of all it's insane because I think in this world and day something that chaotic and, and insane um, would get you fired and the only reason why I said I work in HR so it's like my mind's like that's would never happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I just that's relatable like we all go through that and like what happened and i'm like i just laughed about the whole thing i'm like yeah great great writing
0: <laughs> when he just shouts i'm on steroids
1: <laughs> i'm like we all know that a lot of gay men are on steroids but we don't announce it we don't <laughs> say it out loud
2: <laughs> um i will have to say some of my favorite moments were i loved when <laughs> i loved he's doing a grinder exchange with someone over messaging and the guy asks for an ass pic. And he does, like, a whole production around
0: it. <laughs> where
2: he, like, brings out a ring light. He's, like, shaving and stuff. And, like... Oh, when he grabs the
0: ring light. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: that... It just was, like, so funny to see. It was, like, a very, very comedic, like, representation of what it means to be on grinder and stuff. And I definitely felt seen in that moment <laughs> just because... <laughs> um it was just a silly thing also deborah messing like screaming oh, yeah. at billy eichner and be like i am not my character and like essentially just like calling out gay men for treating her like her character in will and grace i thought that was a very she's funny... made
1: a lot of money off of that character so let's <laughs> 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 yeah that was funny
0: yeah it was there was like several times where I was like laughing and like literally clapping in the theater I was like
1: ah! were so many pop culture references that they did throughout the entire movie in a few there's so many
0: oh my god and that reminds me of the other part I love when he's like she's like oh that's who you remind me of when they talk about Schitt's Creek she's like oh that's who you remind me of
1: <laughs> Eugene Levy
0: <laughs> it's so oh,
1: savage great great Uh Schitt's Creek's amazing I'm not gonna Am
0: I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well that's what I'm saying. It's like this. This movie is really good. I do think it is funnier if you're gay because I feel like there is a little. It's a little bit inside baseball at times. But I also do think it's like I was talking to a straight guy on the bus today who saw it and he loved it. He's like, "It's a good rom com. The it the the breakup makes sense. The get back together makes sense. Like it's it's a it's a good script." Which is another thing I wanted to talk about, just because I thought this is really fascinating. So you know, we're a writing podcast too. So it's it is a good script. It's co written by. The Eichner, but it's also the other writer and the director, which I was shocked to find out is
2: Nicholas Stoller. Stoller
0: is Nicholas Stoller, who is married to a woman, and as far as I can tell, straight. And like, that, that there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but for a, a movie that, where there's been like such a hullabaloo of like, oh, this is gay representation played by gay people, um, I don't know, it, it kind of surprised me that it was half written and directed by a, a straight person.
1: Maybe that scene where they're talking about that they wanted a, a game movie for straight people um, that's why they brought in this director and like kind of softened it up for them I don't know, I'm kidding. <laughs> did but, he soften yeah, it but,
0: up? I don't know, this
1: movie yeah. is so like... you need to do more research but I don't, I don't think so I
2: think I they brought in Nicholas Stoller I think, um, and maybe Billy, I, I don't know what his relationship with him is, but Nicholas Stoller has done like, uh, like, he's done so many rom-coms that have done really well, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall that is a bomb ass rom-com that did amazing at the box office and so I think Billy was just like you have an eye for rom-coms this is kind of what you do I would really love to like work together and like just like really sell it and I think like I don't even remember what else he did but he's done so many other rom-coms that like did incredibly well at the box office
0: yeah and honestly props (laughs) to to him for like being such a good ally assuming he is straight and, and like working on this and contributing what is his like really great expertise to this project as well as the studio for letting Billy make this movie and like just the bet they took on him to make millions of millions of this million dollar movie like spend so much money on it and like that's one thing that kind of resonated with me while watching the movie is it's like it's so wild that this movie exists like this is such a treat to have like so much time effort and thought went into producing what really feels like a a gift to gay people you know like that's kind of how how I take it and so I know there's a lot of talk of like oh why didn't more straight people see this movie and I agree Carlos we should show this to more just more straight people but like it is really nice just for the sake of existing for us like I'm glad it's here.
1: I'm excited I'm glad for the future seeing what happens with streaming and going from there and then what's this launch pad that Billy has created and seeing what's next um and yeah.
0: yeah uh so I think this is a good time for us to wrap up and go into final thoughts um I can go first I think one of the best reasons to see this especially for well, it is at the end of the day a really good movie I mean it got uh 94% on Rotten Tomatoes that's huge like it it's a really good movie everyone who i know who's seen it likes it and um uh i guess my my one critique is for a movie that was hoping so dearly to get straight people to come to see it um i thought it was somewhat aggressive in the way that it disregarded um what some of these straight people's boundaries might be in terms of what how comfortable they are with sex positivity etc and which i agree there is a lot of healthiness in order to like in in terms of like showcasing things and maybe be destigmatizing certain things um but i did thought it kind of reminded me of the dinner scene where he's going off on the mother and saying all this stuff almost deliberately to make her uncomfortable that's kind of what this movie felt like um at times but i um maybe that's good maybe it's good to help to start those conversations and maybe it's important that people feel uncomfortable and it's worth noting that in the end of the movie the the mom is on board so she's hopefully we can see the same thing for straight people who have seen this and it's nice that my straight friends who have seen this thank you all for for watching this and uh i'm glad that so many of my straight friends have enjoyed it
1: for sure you make some wonderful points and it's Generally, a wonderful experience to have, go to movie theater, see good characters, be a great storyline. They're not doing any, anything different than another, you know, easy rom-com with, with straight cis characters. But, uh, there's some parts where they, they dragged a little, and I wish that was edited a little less, and maybe it was a part of it, I don't know, but I was like, and eh, that could have been a little short, like the bedroom scene, where they're just chilling, that was, that that's long, but. <laughs> Um, you know, but I was you know overall I'm glad there's a representation of what we go through as you know gay men. And what that looks like and having to go through all these struggles and I'm seeing what's next I listen again we got to be supportive of our brothers and sisters all around the world and especially something like this it's so easy to go watch a movie you know I always encourage people talk to your friends and family what are they doing how can you support them if they have small businesses and continuously do that and overall the only last thing I wish that the podcast would have been shown up a little bit more because they only did the I feel like the beginning and the, that was was it i was Mm. like that was such a monumental thing um maybe they're just trying not to be like sex in the city but who knows (laughs) i encourage it to watch it (laughs) my final thoughts are
2: representation gay Mm. homo (laughs) code switching Mm -hmm. fun silly stupid (laughs) not ford straights but can be Mm -hmm. a good time go see it it's fun.
0: Well, Carlos, thank you so, so much for being a guest on our show tonight. Is there anything
1: you you'd like to promote me. while you're here? No, I mean, I, uh, I mentioned a couple of nonprofits here today Out youth, Be mom hugs. There's a lot of great organizations. It's the last quarter of the year, definitely go out there and support. I know that Christmas is coming and holidays. So if you want to support one of nonprofit organizations, please do so. Um, the money goes a long, long way, especially in today's age. And, um, but no, outside of that, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure creating this amazing safe space, uh, um, You kind of share my thoughts
0: that's amazing thank you so much and thank you so much to our listeners for being back with us for season two we're really excited for another season of these fun podcasts with these fun guests thank you so much bye Bye. thank you bro